All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth words said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Nice mid-gulp, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dave, you have a story that uh, has a donkey no, in it? No. Well, no. I said it... it I said something about being stupid like a donkey, probably. But No, look, you said it scared the donkey out of you. Tell, tell, tell okay, the, fo- tell the, the folks at home what you're talking about. This past weekend, I was uh, lucky enough to go to Hilton Head, South Carolina, with three other friends. Uh, one of them who had a condo down there, also was an excellent golfer, played golf in college, was a, the university's number one golfer, rates courses for Golf Digest. Uh, anyway, so he got us into some courses that were that were awesome. And I also helped him out with some work at his condo. So just an awesome time. It was weird because it was like a, we drove down Saturday. but and So we golfed Sunday, Monday, and then came back Tuesday. But just kind of a weird, awkward, like Saturday to Tuesday. Like who does who does that? Almost Usually, no one. Almost no one. Anyways, in this process, we're playing golf on this one golf course. And I've played a decent amount of golf in North Carolina and South Carolina, states here in the U.S. and uh, But Southern North Carolina close to South Carolina. And a lot of these courses have signs that say, like, beware of gators, alligators, mm-hmm. the dinosaur-looking things, Brian. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyways, <laughs> but no normally, like, no I, to dunk I've it. seen a fair amount of them. I've seen some out of the water. I've seen some walking before. But most of them are, like, four to five, at the most, maybe six foot long. That seems long, but when you add their tail – like a six foot long one is not very wide. Like it, it not. I like. I feel like I'm not trying to be um, alligator wrestler guy, the crocodile hunter. Tough guy. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying. But if one came at me, five to six foot long, I wouldn't be scared. Right. Like, you like, use your golf club against it. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Four right in the face. And I've always four, said, like, if, if a large animal ever like gets me pinned down or like I'm in the middle of a shark attack. My goal is to eye gouge them because no animal knows what to do when their eye is gouged. Yeah, I wouldn't gouge. I feel like that's the move. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, someone's seen scientific shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just literally me making – like if you, you could eye gouge a human, Brian. If you came at me with a club and I eye gouged yeah. you, you would back off. I watched, uh, I watched Under Siege starring Steven Seagal. It, was uh, that was that one of his moves? Speaking of scientific documentaries, uh, yeah, he eye gouges Tommy Lee Jones at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert for anybody oh, who's, uh, who who's hasn't coming back siege? from nineteen ninety six or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he eye, eye gouges Tommy Lee Jones, and it's disgusting. Oh, but yeah. I just want to say Ugh. that that's uh, that's a 
that's a deep, good move. It's a it's a fantastic move. Okay. Of course, you would want to poke something in the eye for sure to get it off of. Anyway, so all that being said, so I, I we we come up on this near the green, this one hole, and and I see this awesome, two different um, types of cranes. One of them is this gorgeous white. This other one is really cool gray. Neither are looking at me, and I'm and I realize that they're they're like standing still. I don't I don't notice them directly because they're so still. And I kind of walk up, and I'm just checking the pond out, and then I realize it, and I'm like really close. Like they should fly away at this point, but they're looking into the water. And so I look in the distance, and I see this gator kind of swimming away from the cranes. I'm like, oh, like there's a there's a little little junior gator there. And as I take a few more steps, I look down to the water, and I see a a massive gator head in the water. Like so much so, I'm like, oh, like, oh. Like, what's that guy doing? Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be happening. And then he didn't, like, I wasn't close enough. I wasn't in his range. I was probably about 20 feet away. So it wasn't like, and he was in the water. It wasn't like he was sitting on the bank. So, like, if he was to come up out of there, first of all, I'm a, I'm a portly guy. So, like, I'm kind of ready for a tumble, right? Not a gator tumble. Yeah. But, but the size matters at that moment. Like, you're not make, running away. It's like a bear. Like, make yourself as big as a bear. If a bear comes at you, you stand up and make yourself big. So he thinks, like, oh, this guy's ready for a is fight. That, Do I really is, that fight? The, is that the gator defense strategy is to make yourself bigger? I think it that's is. the gator defense strategy. All that being I thought it was run downhill. It, for sure. The, uh, Gators are sprinters and, like, just run. Oh, no, I thought it was zigzag. I think it's zigzag, zigzag for it, a gator. Yeah, because they, they don't turn well. You zigzag for a gator, you run downhill for a bear. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I think that's what you do. But people are going to learn some massive cool stuff today. Bottom line is this. I get kind of closer. I'm like, talk. I holler at one of my buddies, who, and I'm like, look at this. And right about that time, he, he flexes his back like a slow – like all I could see is his head at first. And then he kind of brought his back up out of the water a little bit. And really kind of showed his size. And I'm like, that should be in a zoo. That is that is by far the biggest gator I've ever seen in 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 the in the live, Brian. Mm-hmm. In the in the wild, wild world of the outdoors. Yeah. It's the biggest gator I've ever seen outside of a zoo. And it postured at you. And and it did. It kind of like, oh, look at that dude. I'm gonna show my back. And I'm like, okay, bud. I'm going to leave you alone. The showing back thing worked. Like, I was now backing up, have your space. And the two cranes, meanwhile, haven't flown away yet. They're just sitting there staring at him on high alert to fly at any moment. So I don't know if there's some really good fish in that little pond that the cranes and gators are hanging out in that pond. But that gator, we I, did, I was cool with leaving and moving on. And we got to the next hole. There's another water hole, but it had a, like a big sign that says "Beware of Gators." I don't know if this is where that big gator normally hangs out. Either way, like my, I had a uh, one of my buddies was hitting close, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Dave, why don't you come over here and just keep an eye on me?" Because we were we were now on high alert because like that gator was uh, the type that uh, like makes men nervous. Gator well, like that, that gator could have. Kill a kid. And... That's going to mess up your golf shot. How can you concentrate with that going on oh, around man, I you? think we won that hole, so that's cool. Anyways, that's, that's my gator story. I love it. Yeah. And, Scott, uh, you, and eye you love it or no? Gators and eye gouging. I mean, between your raspberry seed last week and uh, Brian's <laughs> yeah. gator story this week. Or not Brian, Dave's <laughs> gator story this week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you guys are still alive. This uh, is, this is, I'm, I'm glad you're here, though. 
And we are here on a Wednesday night. Your I, trip delayed our podcast. I did. That's day. right. So Scott has already told us, like, hey, we, we need to keep this short due to the quick production turnaround. Uh, yeah, okay. that's the podcast slogan. We've got to keep <laughs> this one short. <laughs> right, right, that's true. Right. That's true. Right. So but we're going to really do our best. We're going to start by discussing what we're doing with our lineups for game week 28 and what the next two game weeks hold. Because there are some significant double game weeks now in 28 and 29. Now, you wouldn't know it. Even though it is Wednesday night, Dave, you would not know the significance of the double game weeks in their entirety on the FPL website because even though you can find this information in all sorts of other publications and places, it's not yet on the FPL website, which is absolutely ridiculous. So if you're going to the website to make moves right now for Game Week 28, you don't see all of the matches that are there. As of right now, it is actually a 15 match game week coming up in game week 28 so five extra matches good quick math there dave mm-hmm. dude i'm getting good at this 13 in game week 29 as we sit here and then 30 gets crazy because it's an fa cup weekend quarterfinals i think right brian i believe you are correct and I, so that's okay. going to demolish the premier league schedule that's currently on the website for 30 okay but we we'll focus on the abundance of matches coming up we're coming off of a reduced Game week in 27. This is the this is the silly season. This is the crazy season. And COVID earlier this year only made it crazy. I had a weird week for me this week. Well, let's was, get to that. Let's okay. talk about what you did, uh, how you did in 27, and then what you've done for 28. Wait, is this the official start of the podcast? Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk about game week 27, and then talk about the other stuff you said you were going to talk about. All right, here we go. Perfect. I could not start without that, as that's how we do things. No, this match week was was... I was prepared to have all my Liverpool guys on the bench, uh, which happened, and my one Arsenal player, which happened, Ramsdale. What I failed to prepare for and was not having moving Edward out. I, somehow that was a complete oversight because I knew he had not started the last two games. You didn't listen to this pod. Oh, my gosh. And so I, I for whatever reason, just had tunnel vision and totally missed it. So that hurt because I absolutely took a zero there. And then I just – I just kind of fumbled and bumbled my way through the week. I just didn't get any returns from, from guys who normally give you something. Like Veghorst. A lot of people are disappointed in Veghorst. Well, I mean, he had Two a match weeks, a yeah. total of three. Yeah. Bowen had three. Um, Ramsey had three. James Ward-Prowse, I know how dumb this sounds, but he hasn't just been scoring three. Right? Like, So there's yeah. a lot of guys that normally are doing something. Look, I, I was happy with my defense. Cancelo, Laporte, and Levermento carried my team. Mm-hmm. So that was something. But anyway, so that just in in De Bruyne, De Bruyne got a 3, but then it shows up as a 6 cuz I captain De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. So it kind of a lower week. I didn't move in the, in the uh in all my leagues, but I did drop. I had some red arrows and so it was a little bit of a downer. It just I didn't think that was going to happen. So what have you done now to compensate for that to to adjust for that looking ahead to 28 coming up? Nothing yet. Okay. Are you leaning towards a move? Well, so I something you need Brian and I to talk you out of. Yes, not yet, but as we're, I will bring this up as we go. I know this sounds silly. I have been preoccupied with a trip and other things, and I'm Uh, full full trans gators, (laughs) full transparency here. I honestly haven't spent enough time looking at it. So as we go through, I'm going to be kind of dinking and dunking on my team. I want to move Edward out because he's he's totally he's the only player that's dead. 
I will be looking at moving him out. I have a little bit in the bank. I was going to ask If I you needed that. to spend a little bit extra, it's not much. It's like one point two. Okay. So focusing on that, my other uh, my other strikers currently are Veghorst and, and Dennis. Okay. So mm. there's a little bit to work with Dennis, there. Dennis, who's about to play your Arsenal football club. So I ha- we so we'll get to some options for sure. I, mean, I know there's one one club in particular that I would want to look at, and we but we but let's keep Which going. Let's, no, well, let's keep. Dennis has a double well, week. Let's keep going on. Yeah. Dennis has a double week this week, so I feel like at minimum. Yeah, but he, it's Arsenal and Wolves. I know you're right. Both teams in decent form. So I I'm not saying that he's going to have a my my free transfer's he, already been made for game week twenty eight. He might Dave. score one. I had a few pounds in the bank. I sent Edward out for. Your boy, Lacazette? Alex Lacazette, well, it's probably playing decent. Watford. I I feel pretty good about that move. Yeah, no, I I, I didn't have enough to go to the premium guys, and I don't know that there's any premium guys worth looking at, even with Vardy's performance midweek against Burnley. I don't. I'm still not sold like we've talked about the last couple of weeks on Leicester yet, but uh, Lacazette's there, and I think he's getting the playing time. There's no other competitions for Arsenal, is there? No. So I mean, no, it's, they're only focused. And look, Lacazette's last. Uh, three matches, five, five, five. I, I'll take but that. Before that, two twos, and then an eleven, and then another five, three, seven. So like, he's he's always kind of in the mix. So five I, a week, I don't six hate, a week. I don't yeah, hate yeah. that at all. And I don't, I only I can make that move. I don't think I have enough money to. Yeah, make that you're move. probably a pound or just under a pound short. I just don't know what I don't know where else I could probably get to Antonio. I, I, my, Antonio my, scored in the FA Cup match, didn't he, Brian? He did. He was the only. He was the play. only. He's about to play Liverpool. At, I don't yeah, like yeah, that. Don't that's a horrible, that. that's a horrible I, move. I, what me. I was going to say is, Dave. I mean, one of the things that's I think we'll get to was necessary in this podcast is just to talk about the number of double game week teams in game week twenty eight. There's a because there's a as everyone says a crap ton of them. <laughs> a uh, I love to say that. No, just that you have. I think you have options in, in so many places. Aston Villa, you could go to Ollie Watkins. You have Chris Wood, Alan Saint Maximan. Yeah. I hate to say this. Well, I'm about Joe to... Ellington is not a crazy option. Okay, but what's not a crazy <laughs> is not a crazy person to think about in game the double game week. In my quick scanning, you I have, think I know where I'm going to go. You have you haven't said his name yet. You have. Raul Jimenez in Wolves. You have you don't have you have, you haven't got you have it Che Adams and yes and, and Broya from Southampton who let's, play twice. Quickly, let's talk about Che Adams. Villa I don't think that it's crazy for you to consider Timu Buki or Josh Sargent from Norwich oh playing home to Brentford and Chelsea this week. Listen, Che Adams last four matches six five nine seven. Those teams that he's playing against: Tottenham United, Everton, Norwich. Yeah. So Che Adams scored again this week. Just the one goal. Uh, he was nowhere near, but nowhere near any bonus points. The reason I'm saying that as some as like he scored a goal in a game where it was him and Oriol Romeu who scored goals, and he somehow was not really close to bonus points. Just that he basically his stats are fine. Okay. Underlying stats. Broya is. Out touching him, out shooting him, has is doing all the work. So, but but Shea, but Shea has scored the he's scored a couple goals. He's he's picked he's up some Smith form rowing? here. Is he Smith rowing a little here? bit? But he's still he... that's the thing. He's taking a decent amount of shots for a forward. I mean, he's in the top five. Okay, in in the last like in the last like five weeks for forwards. Shea Adams okay. or Broya? 
Broja Broja. It, it, it depends if you needed the money, but right now on form, of course, you'd pick Che Adams. He Scott, keeps Che Adams or Broja Broja Broja. Did you see his goal this week? Che Adams? Yes. Yeah, he was laying down. Yes, he was laying down. It was one of those, like, it was just a mad scramble in front of the goal. And he happened to be and on And he it. happened to be on the ground and able to, to kick the he ball into in the net. From, did you see Broja's goal today in the FA Cup? I did not. He weaved through most of the West Ham defense to put it past Ariola, who is like just to to spread it past him. It was a real goal scorer's goal. It was Heck a on beautiful. It. Why do you do beautiful this to me? Now that you I'm just it. Saying, no. Here's the thing. I think if you don't have either one, you probably go to Che Adams if you can, unless there's money that yes. you need to consider. This is exactly what I am saying. If it's if it's if money is the factor. Broja 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 is so much cheaper. Yeah. They, and he and that's what I'm saying. He's not being it's not like he's bad and Che Adams is good and Che Adams is the only one getting results. It's that they are both good. Broja is actually better in terms of every statistical category that there is. Okay. And it's not and this is not a Dennis and Josh King situation. From like Watford, where like no matter what the stats said, Dennis always looks like the dynamic guy. For Southampton, Broya has been like the the question has been like how fast is Chelsea going to bring him back again? Right. Like all season long, Broya has been the guy where it's like there's holy rumors, crap. There's rumors who, Arsenal want to buy him. This guy, yeah, no, like Broya is the Werner replacement. Right. This is like everything about him has been like a revelation. So this is not. I don't okay. feel like it's even a. I have Broya, so I am not going to go to Che Adams. I'm also not going to use a free transfer to replace Broya for Adams. For I'm sure. going to stay with yep. Broya, but. But again, if you don't have either one, unless money is a factor, Jay Adams is is probably a really good choice. Brian, yeah, is there anything that you know? How, how did twenty seven go for you? Is there anything you've done for twenty eight? So my twenty seven was by points was pretty good. I finished with a fifty seven, which I don't think was. I mean, it was, the average was forty, right? Which was fine. Uh, I should say I took two hits uh, to be able to do that. So one of those hits was to bring in Nick Pope. Uh, and and the other, and the other one was to bring in um, Veghorst. Three. So so to me, and I captained Nick Pope. So I went. I, what oh, I felt like was wow. It, I felt like that was exceptionally safe. Say that, say that again. Dave didn't hear you. You captained Nick Pope. I saw that. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up. Like call you on it. Like wow. So like, that's a bold move. You got Cotton. double digits from your captain. I got double digits, which was fine. I mean, it was, I was really rooting for a nil nil for, with Lester, uh, which it didn't happen. And it he, was for like 80 minutes. Well, Pope was excellent. I mean, it yeah. would have been way worse if not for Nick Pope. And Burnley so, had their chance. Veghorst had his chances. The, and Veghorst, yeah. And Veghorst is the disappointment of this double game week. In fact, I think it was so bad for this double game week for Burnley. I just feel like it's really sour all of a sudden. Well, not not yeah. enough to say like, oh, they're back. They're just definitely going to get relegated or no. whatever. But man, it was not good. But you know, there's a saying in the NFL that you are what your record is, right? You know, sometimes teams want to say we're better than than you know what the record right. shows. No, you are what your record is. Uh, and I think at this stage of the season, we're into March now. You are your place in the table. You're there for a reason. Yeah, and Burnley might have a good streak in them. They might be able to avoid relegation even. But they're still bottom of the table, Burnley. And I can't say enough that I, uh, for League Billy, uh, I was happy for him because he won his cup match. Because, Unbelievable! But he, but because Ben Mee got hurt in real life football, the last thing I wanted to see was Ben Mee get hurt. Because that was such a bad moment for them. I, I wonder if it doesn't. 
as good as I think it was it Collins. Nathan I, Collins. I think, it came yeah. in. He was. I mean, that's a tough spot to he, be he in. He played for Tarkowski when Tarkowski was out with COVID a couple games ago. Yeah, and so there he could he could fill that gap for them. Well, just but he's a, not going to be Ben Me. Right, and probably. it was just the worst Chances timing, and it's probably like I haven't seen an update about what the the severity of Ben Me's injury was. Even post match, it was the Dice saying like it needs to calm down. We can't we can't know until. But he and he tried to stay out there. Me tried like he tried to be a hero, and that that's never good. I you know you want the guy to leave. Either way, the point is. Uh, I went to players who not only were popular choices, they were yeah. in form, and they were replacing players. To me, it was, you know, I didn't want De Gea. I, I, would ra- I wanted to take the chance on Pope playing twice compared to De Gea playing yeah. once or throwing Ben Foster out there. Why would I want Ben Foster playing against Manchester United? There's no way he's going to get yeah. 10. Oh, wait, he got the same number of points that I got as a captain. Captain Pope. out of unbelievable yeah, captain Pope. who hey. played two matches to yes. Foster's. Yes, on right. just an by the way, that is that is everything I have ranted against and have not had the chance to do this season. But in the last two three seasons, what he just said about goalkeeper is everything I've ranted about when it comes to the importance of double game weeks. I don't think they're nearly as important as you think. You don't need to use transfers and take negative fours, especially just to send out guys who are perfectly fine in your team. Just because they're not playing two matches when someone else is, I need I need the matches to be good. Yeah, I would. My I like, mean, my my feeling me, was to with for me. It was a little different. Air for, quotes. It was a little different for Pope because I knew not only was he playing twice in matchups that I felt like were were fine. It was that this after this this game week. It was, you know, they play Chelsea. Burnley has Chelsea this week. After that, they have Brentford, and they then they play Southampton at home. So. They're, those matchups, to me, are better than what De Gea has coming up. Manchester United's matches are, are not good for the next four weeks. No, so yeah. so it, was, it was more of a looking forward kind of a – it was a looking forward kind of a move, and it was taking trying to take advantage of a double match, and it didn't work out. I'm going to ask you what you did for Game Week 28 uh, as we sit here in just a second, but I need to fall on my sword for a second because I've been ranting against double Game Weeks in Burnley. I did have three Burnley players in my lineup for 27, and it did not work out because the three were Pope, me, and Veghorst. Mm-hmm. But I did not use free transfers to bring them in. I played my first free hit of the season. Okay. And so I was able to bring them in. I went ahead and made that move. I will say... Now, that's kind of anti-you. You're the free hit guy on the empty weeks. Well, it was pretty empty for me. Okay. I had right. Ramsdale and three Liverpool players like oh, you. Okay, and I'm I looked with you. at my other eleven, and I hated didn't like how them. my team looked. I get it. And so I, I was, you know, I, I've been holding on to the two free hits. Sure. And I went ahead and played the first one, and it worked. I scored a sixty-seven. No, that's good. It was yeah. a really good week. I, Twenty points better than me. I would love to have had a sixty-seven. Yeah. It would have been even better if I had captained the right spur as opposed to Raheem Sterling, mm. but. You know, it still was a 67, still still pleased with how yeah. it went. I did go back to my boy that I talked about last week, an important strategy point that we made about Aaron Cresswell. Oh, yeah. I put him into my lineup, got seven points from him. Yeah. I also got nine from Kyle Walker-Peters. I know that you talked about Tino Livermento, and we talked about him yeah. last week. And after that Southampton match, when I got done watching Che Adams score from, you know, his side, laying down on his side, you know, super, supermodel style. Yeah. Uh, I then noticed all these runs that Kyle Walker-Peters was making into yeah. the box. And then I, I actually typed out into my notes the question, Tino or KWP? Yeah. 
I mean, I had KWP in my free hit squad, not Tino Livermento, and I got nine from him, and uh, and I felt pretty good about that. Livermento's got the pedigree. <laughs> the pedigree. I, Kyle, <laughs> of Walker, season. Kyle Walker Peters is killing it right now. Not only did he have a nine this week, but for South, not only for Southampton, but for defenders, last five weeks, he's second only to Cancelo for shots. But he has the most shots on target, the most shots in the box, and the most touches in the opposition box of any defender. He's beating Cancelo in stat categories that Cancelo has dominated all season long, and Kyle Walker-Peters is the one that's beating him right now. They have a double against Villa and Newcastle this week. Then they go Watford. Despite what it says on the FPL website right as we yeah, sit here, exactly. they do not play in game week 30. The Crystal Palace-Southampton match is postponed in game week 30. And then they play Leeds in game week 31. So, I, like, I get it. Livermento was fine. Uh, Livermento does have competition. He When when he was out, it was a Perot. Perod. Perod. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing what you're doing. Please. No, it was Perot. The, the other. That. No, but that's that's the guy. And who scored today, by the way. Who scored a, he a, a heck of a goal today against West Ham oh, United. Yeah. So that's because Tino's just coming back from injury. He wasn't going to play two quick matches. Yeah, but while he was out, Perot was very good. Perot was good. And but, so but we never talked about him. He wasn't that good. No, I'm just saying, like, this is like Kyle Walker. Livermento, we talked about from the beginning. So he was the I'm discount not, defender. I am not denying anything you're saying. Right. But, but I would say this Yes, Kyle Walker Peters, his stats are rivaling Cancelo's. Very impressive. Yet in the last two weeks since Livermento has started the last two matches, Kyle Walker-Peters has not fantasy outscored Livermento in the last two weeks. Livermento has scored a total of 20, and Kyle Walker-Peters has scored 15. So, yes, I agree with you. I don't know how Livermento is doing it because he's not outstanding Kyle Walker-Peters. He scored in his first match back. Kyle Walker-Peters has not scored in these last two matches. And over two matches, that's going to skew total point stats. I will probably... Livermento has, or Livermento has a 12 and an 8. Yeah, the 12 came because he scored a goal. KWP has a 6 and a 9. Right. Right. Kyle Walker-Peters is doing it largely off of the clean sheet Southampton is getting, and then also bonus points. He got the bonus... I think he got all three bonus points in this match. Kyle Walker-Peters did, yes. yes. exactly. And so if I'm going... I, I'm not counting on a Tino Livermento goal happening probably again the rest of the season. Like it did in his first match back, which gave him that twelve. If I'm going to a Southampton defender at this point, I'm going to Kyle Walker Peters. I'm going to go with the consistency I'm seeing in both uh, defensive uh, numbers in in the stats that Brian is mentioning, and also in his ability to get th- to, to make those runs and, and earn those bonus points. He is one and a half percent, unless it's gone up from like an hour or so ago, Kyle Walker-Peters is 1.5% selected compared to 12%, over 12% for Livermento. Livermento I mean, it's easy, though, for Livermento. I mean, it was an easy, it was easier to get back to him because he was, he only just, I think yesterday or two days ago, went from four, went up to 4.4. So he's way easier to get to. If, you know, I know it's four tenths. I know it's that's not a ton of money, but Kyle Walker Peters, it's the same thing on form and what based on what he's doing. And then a double match week against 
So at Aston Villa, Southampton we know has not been as good on the on the road as they are at home. But so that's not like they're they're not like an invincible defense. They're not counting on them to get clean sheets. And then Newcastle, I mean that's form against form right now. Newcastle is is has the way in there. So this is yeah. not like they're going to just sit there and like Newcastle is not going to be able to break them down. I mean, it is interesting because all of the double, I shouldn't say all, but, but a lot of the double game weeks that, that you're going to find if you're looking for players, it's mid and bottom table teams all playing each other. Yeah. And I have a feeling that that's going to create a lot of unpredictability in the scores for game week 28, but it does leave you with some really enticing options at the same time. Yeah. I hated my team when I looked at it in game week 27, which is why I free hit. I was expecting to still hate it when my team reverted out of the free hit for game week 28. I don't. I love it. I made that move I told you about, Edward for Lacazette, and I yeah. love my team. I've got two guys with double game weeks sitting on my bench because I don't want to put them into my squad. My other 11 guys are too good. Well, I think that just like to, to go into like just looking into this coming game week out of last week, I have one, two, three, four, five double game week players in my team right now there's nothing about the other players like this is what i think unless you're free hitting or wild carding what makes this a really tricky game week is exactly that that arsenal play watford right that, i still have the, the that, c on Salah that, home so against west that tottenham play I, that tottenham play home to everton like i get it jekyll and hyde whatever you want to no, say no, they lost in the fa cup so now they'll do great against Everton. i know and and the this is will this is a, an unbelievable thing for spurs season do you want to know what can i can i give you uh the brian stat of the podcast yes brian stat of the podcast <laughs> what's my favorite thing is courtesy of football.london as, uh, as a lot of things are with tottenham but do you want to know what their results are in 2022 so far? Do you want to? Here's how it reads. I can't wait to laugh. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Told you. That Radio. is their 2022 all competitions wow. win and loss record so far. Wow. That is crazy i did not realize my yo-yo wow. comment was so accurate it so, is so all right so crazy. Let's, let's just at this point we're so fools Everton's a win we're fools to think that they're not gonna rebound against Everton. absolutely point, so. absolutely they will so uh, you know i brought son and kane in against leeds it was a great decision they bounced back yeah and and dropped four on leeds ended up getting marcelo bielsa sacked american jesse marsh is now the manager at leeds who Oh, you he's know. Great. The guy who was great at... Uh... Leipzig. No, he was not great at Leipzig. Oh, he, he was, was terrible at Leipzig, before. yeah. Can't remember now anymore. He was only at Leipzig for like seven matches or something. But no, he is at Leeds. I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how this goes. He's the best manager that America has to... Uh, has to offer. Has to offer. And he's at Leeds United now. But in fairness, I mean, Leeds have been terrible. We know this. Worst defense in the league, Brian mentioned last week. Giving up four to Spurs certainly didn't help that. But I mean, Stuart Dallas wasted a glorious opportunity with uh, yeah. Leeds had out of the goal. Leeds had chances. They hit the post twice. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean the chances they had were fantastic. So different. But yeah, no, I mean, Spurs are going to be great against Everton. Sorry, Everton. and this is what I'm saying. Like you have Spurs in a home matchup against Everton. You, no one that has Salah is getting rid of Salah for a home matchup against West Ham. It doesn't matter how good West He's Ham my has been, even though it's only one match Liverpool's playing. Right, and this is what I mean. So anyone with 
Trent or Robertson? Are you benching Trent or Robertson? I don't know, there, but no. Is there any reason that no. you think that Trent or Robertson is can't get a six or a seven or an eight or a nine or more against West Ham? Yeah, but are you but, counting on them compared to I don't know what happened last time they played? Fabian Share. What happened last time they played? What did happen last I'm time? I'm pretty sure me. West Ham won like three to two or something. Yeah, true. But I think. How many is Liverpool? If oh, this only is only there no, was no, no. a way. Yeah, but that was the match where I was railing against uh, Allison getting elbowed in the head by uh, Ogbonna, and there were other questions. I-, I said VAR three, Liverpool two. Do you remember that? And so this just, is going to be a revenge match. And I, this is Liverpool in form. Hammers are. I was going to say not as great right now. I was going to say how many wins in a row are we talking about for Liverpool right now? Ele- Eleven, Dave, I think. Your League Cup champions. Carabao Cup champions, Liverpool. Hey, hey, trophy's a trophy. Yes, it is. TAA Brian. W- walking down the hallway taking pictures like one out of four. That's right. Let's go. You got to love that. Got to get more. Brian, a trophy is something you get to celebrate when you pick a club to follow, and then that club <laughs> wins a competition. Oh, really? Yeah. What a what a doc. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't even have to mute that. <laughs> well, but I can't really think of it in any way as just the, that it's just words. it's like for me personally like the least insulting insult by the way jesse marsh is at red bull salzburg oh good good what i'm saying is like even in the manchester derby you have cancelo are you benching cancelo nope are you I, getting rid of Cancelo? No, like, I have look, I have Cancelo, Laporte, and De Bruyne. This is what I'm saying. Even if you have Manchester City, they have United. They play at Crystal Palace. Maybe you're thinking like, all right, they don't play in game week 30. First blank for Manchester City all season long is game week 30. The Brighton match will be rescheduled to some other time down the road. Like either way, it's still Manchester City, and it's still. Like the the matchups are still pretty good for them in three of their next four. I'm saying like, what about Manchester United? They just they they could not score a goal against Watford because, at home because the derbies are always seem to be close. I know. I'm just saying like the single match week people this week, there there is no reason why any of them couldn't match. Match anyone double. who's scoring or who's playing twice. Fair this enough. Week. I mean, All right, so in that... fairness, though, it's to to counter a little bit what you said. If the Premier League wasn't reaching NBA levels of conspiracy on that Rodri handball mm-hmm. that wow. wasn't called, wow, wow, we'd be talking about a totally different story here with Manchester City right now. They would have dropped two points. And we'd be talking about all of a sudden Liverpool in the driver's seat in the, in the league. Yep. As it stands, City is six points clear uh, with one more game played than Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Everything is the same as it was, but uh, but that that was a that was a missed call. The head of the referees, Mike Riley, admitted as much. How do you miss that? And um, you know, it, but it completely it would if, if that's called that would complete. Uh, and again, I'm assuming Richarlison or whomever is going to score the penalty For that sure. follows. If that happens, if those two things happen, we're talking about a completely different story here with City. As it stands, Cancelo's in my lineup, and uh, and I'll have I don't have know if it's a different United. story with City, because... You wouldn't take a 1-1 against Everton and say, what's happening right now with Manchester City? No. Really? No. No. Not one, even a little one, bit? One result's not going to make me change my mind. Well, I mean, they've been a little... Especially shaky. on a... Well, and I was going to say, they, they're not... They were, uh, they were a bit more rampaging. 
for a minute there, and now they're kind of not. Like, they don't seem like they're ready to just roll someone three, four, five mm-hmm. nil this okay, season for fair. whatever reason. So with that said, that's going to happen against United probably <laughs> this upcoming weekend. I just don't see it. We'll but see. that's what I'm saying. Like, so the double game week, though, like, the, the team that, like, who has a Chelsea player left in their side? Not what me. what um, active manager is still holding yeah, someone from Chelsea? Key keyword in that is that. Do they have a double match week? They do. So that so and it's so, a juicy one. Yes. Burnley so, and Norwich. Yes. So I might actually move Laporte out for Rudiger. I don't hate that move at all. So I, I if I do Edward for Broja Broja Bruhu, mm-hmm. I might move him, bring Bruhu. him in, and or Che Adams. I haven't decided yet, and then bring Rudiger in for Laporte. Then that's one less person I have on my bench come week game match week thirty as well, and I get to double from Rudiger. Well, in twenty nine, Chelsea plays Newcastle, so it just it keeps looking. Yeah, good. the the Chelsea schedule. We said this a few weeks ago. Just after once they got through that like that month and a half where they didn't play like but one or two league matches. Now the Chelsea schedule just opens up, and it's just beautiful. Like everything about it is good. At the worst possible time for Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, the news breaking today that, and it broke right before their FA Cup tie, uh, that Roman Abramovich is going to be selling the club. Obviously, this has uh, not just footballing implications, but also political implications. The the footballing story though is that Roman Abramovich Roman Abramovich came in and did things his way. And it sometimes looked crazy with, with knee-jerk managerial changes. Right. But it led to trophy after trophy after trophy over the and last And manager after manager after manager. <laughs> but it kept working. But it kept working. Oddly enough, it did. It's hard to argue against that. And it's interesting because there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, when you make a change of this kind at the very top of a club, what that's going to mean for a club. There's no doubt about it. We've seen it to where it has changed the trajectory of a club in the past. And... It'll be interesting to see if that's the case with Chelsea. They've got the talent to not let that happen. But but at the same time, we have to keep in mind, this is a manager who's taken on all kinds of questions about Russia and Ukraine. I loved his yeah. response. Yeah. To Agreed. Response, I was going to say, the question but, to responding to the reporter who was and, a- asking about it again, which I'm sure and he's been... And listen, we're not going to discuss what... Everyone can watch the news if they want to see what's going on. We're speaking literally strictly how this is affecting... Chelsea players. No, it was just so, great to hear Tuchel just say, like, I, I'm in a privileged position. Absolutely. I have no idea. I, I, I have no, I, I, I'm not I'm, a politician. Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm not a politician. Yeah, I'm not a politician. I've never been in a war. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm a privileged person who manages football. I am not going to take any more. I so respected his answer. But I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I don't disagree, but he's still a human being. You, you still after today's FA Cup match, he admitted the news today and everything that's been leading up to that has impacted me. It's impacted our players. He said they have the internet. They know what's going on. Right. You know, and, and it showed, I think, a little bit. Of, I mean, they I almost was, lost at Luton Town. Right. And I mean, it was always by the be way, a letdown after giving away the League Cup. The to camera angles on that game were beyond comical because uh, okay. you literally were like looking straight down at the sharpest angle. Oh, like, so it was like Fulham. Oh, no, 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 worse. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Fulham-ish, but worse. Okay, I've right. never seen worse camera angles. Luton Town, awesome. I was rooting for you today. I don't. I know your nickname is probably not the Lutes. If only there was a way uh-huh. we could know. I was rooting for the Lutes today, and 
uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> but I was rooting for you, and I wanted it to happen because anytime Chelsea loses, it's a fantastic day. You're going to keep calling have... them the Lutes after I tell you that it's the Hatters. The Hatters. Yeah. You know what? I love the Mad Hatters. I'm going to throw Matt on there to make him a little tougher. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Mad Hatters, well, there's nothing wrong with that. They they played a they played a match today and and I don't know if it was Luton Town playing a, a spirited football at home in the FA Cup or if it was Chelsea in a letdown. I would very much believe it was Chelsea in a letdown. I didn't see it. I, I'll be honest, I don't know. It does make me wonder even with the lesser clubs on their schedule. Yeah, if buying into Chelsea right now is a good idea, I, I get it. I, I might risk one player, and if I do, it might be Rudiger. I was gonna say, I don't know how you can trust anyone other than. I mean, I know that just looking at tra- you know based on based on current transfers, it, they're not unpopular. I'll say that. So I'm sh- like players have uh, or FPL managers are having a lot uh, easier time transferring in. Rudiger is third most transferred in for defenders. Tiago Silva is fifth most. Reese James is seventh most transferred in. Crazy. I feel like that is wildly risky. Mason Mount cracks the top ten for midfielder transfers in. I like I get it. Like the the temptation of that, if you get those guys for I don't know, ninety total minutes over the two matches. Uh, you know, Rudiger and Thiago Silva probably are safe for 180, I would guess. But, like, Reese James is back. But Tuchel said he didn't want him to even play as significant of a role as he did in the in the League Cup, the, final. The League Cup final. He said that the the hope was to get him 20 minutes in that match. And he ended up playing 70 because of the Azpilicueta injury. If Azpilicueta is really injured, which that's still up in the air, maybe Reese James has to play both. But even today, he 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 was a he was a sub on. He played like the last you know twenty minutes or less. I like that. I like that he came on for the last twenty minutes. If you're looking for him to play in that Burnley match on Saturday, I think that's a good sign that he'll start Burnley. Yeah, they and they'll do if they need him to rest. They'll do what they've always done, which is play somebody else back there. Callum Hudson Odoi. They'll 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 For sixty minutes. Right. At least. They'll move yeah and then sub him that. on after that. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm saying like the matchups are good enough that if you do go to Reese, you're you know, you get him for probably one full match and you'd guess at least thirty minutes or less of another match. I just think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that if I'm Dave like I am Dave in this case. I have Cancelo. I'm not, you know, I know you're sending out Laporte, you said, for Rudiger, not Maybe. Cancelo. Right, yeah, but I, I don't want to send out a, a Liverpool player. I'm not sending out Cancelo for a Rudiger. I'm, I'm going to hold on Cancelo against United. I think, I think Cancelo is good for an assist. I'll take that. Yeah, and I just think, and then and looking at midfielders or attackers, like obviously you're not, you, you'd be insane to go to Lukaku. You, <laughs> uh, you'd be insane to go to Werner. So, so, the, so the forwards are out. Polistic, like Ziyech, Ziyech is still hurt. I can't or, trust that Mason we Mount. that we know of right now. Mason Mount is is a rotation risk. Keeps getting rotated this season. He continues to be the best option, and there are no good options. Right, Havertz is probably playing the actual best of any of the guys that are there, and he can't. He has barely played in the and, league, and he he couldn't find the net, at least on side against Liverpool. This past and then weekend. and then Polistic is. 
probably the actually most dangerous, but he also can't find the net. Right the club now. has no form while on side. Yeah. Although he, I mean, if Mount could kick straight. I mean, he at least, I know, I know. I mean, Chelsea gave away the Carabao Cup. There's two things we kind of glossed over that I want to touch on real quick. And one is what you've done for your squad, Brian, in game week 28. I know we talked about you had a good week, but what have you done to prepare for 28? All I did was swap Bruno, uh, Bruno out, Salah in. I took, I had Salah, um, I had Sun uh, last week, I took Salah out. This is this is insane. I took Salah out to play Sun last week just to give myself a full starting eleven. Yeah, it ended up being fine. And so with the with the plan of coming back this week and just swapping Bruno out to get Salah back in. That makes sense. So well the, thought out. I like those moves. Yeah. yeah. Well so the so like Sun, I knew that was one of those moves where I was like, I'm looking ahead, and now it ended you know it ended up paying off. Now I think. You know anybody who has Spurs assets is thrilled with the, you know the fact that they're out of the FA Cup, and they have a match in game week thirty because Southampton beat West Ham today. So Spurs attacking assets, bring them on. Anyone else in the team? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think you want any of them. But either way, that was my move was just to get Salah back in the team. Uh, and that was it. My second thing, I kind of I, I lost my momentum with Jesse Marsh taking over at Leeds because I All forgot right. where he was actually good. Now that I remember, now you know, now that I actually uh, I cheated, I looked it up. It's Red Bull Salzburg. He was not good at Red Bull Leipzig, mm-hmm. but Leeds are about to play at Leicester, and then they're going to be home against Aston Villa. Are we looking potentially at a new manager bump here with Leeds? Well, I think That's interesting. I was going to say, like, just part of what you said before about mid and lower table teams playing each other a bunch of times is that you look down through there and you just think there's something to like and something to hate about literally every single one of them. Sure. Mm. And then when you like for me, and that's the reason why I was saying looking at the single week players, am I serious? Like what am I going to do unless I'm free hitting? Am I, am I really going to, I'm not selling Sokka for, for Joe Willock. Not doing that. Why would I do? Like you know, you don't. Under, you understand what I'm saying? Like, why would I make those kind of moves? Am I gonna sell Jared Bowen to bring in somebody else? I mean, maybe that's semi viable that I play like that. I bench either at Trent, Trent or Robertson or Cancelo to bring in a double week midfielder. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, I, they're I just gonna, they're gonna do great against West Ham. They this really is, are. This is what I'm saying. Like Bowen you, is on my bench, not my Liverpool right. defender. Bowen is Bowen's the first spot on my bench. I'll happily take the chance that he can, you know, he can do something magical in that match. But I'm not counting on it enough to play him. Yeah. But I think that's what, like, looking down through and you see Leeds are playing at Leicester and home to Aston Villa. I, I what confidence do you have in them? At all, new manager or not, even Rafinha, I have Rafinha still, and he is in my squad for game week. Sure, and you, if you have him, of course you're playing him. But like, but confidence, not a ton. But at right. the same time, I did watch you know this Spurs match, and I saw three shots taken or three opportunities that all, if they're goals, this is completely you know speaking of. Uh, different stories like with Manchester City. It's the opposite with Leeds. If, if they score those three, this is a completely different narrative in this match and potentially for Leeds as a club. Yeah. And and Jesse Marsh might not be part of that narrative. Yeah. So 
you know, I think Leeds has it there. I do wonder what, I mean, you know, the, the relegation zone is quicksand. And it takes even good players and good clubs and just drags them down. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very, very curious. I, I have no prediction, but I'm curious to see what Rafini and others at least do. The one good thing for them is that there is no one like who you saw this weekend is who's available. So if you wanted to pick Dan James, I don't think that's crazy. He's uh, in my free hit squad. I brought Daniel James into my free hit squad. It didn't work. But, yeah, I mean, I w- I had him there, ready to go. Rafinha is the safe, probably the safe choice, just because he's their, you know, probably the actual best player. But I'm I, not going anywhere near a defender. But I'm not scared to uh, to try on an attacking asset there. I'm not. Yeah, I and just, Jesse, Jesse Marsh isn't going to change that. Right, and they're I, still going to have an attack. The the it feels similar to what Roy Hodgson had with Watford. You're conce- sure. you are conceding a thousand goals, except so, against United. Except that one match. But just to say, like, you can't give up three against Leicester at at King Power. You cannot lose three three or four nil at home to Aston Villa. You can't do it. So I, it just seems like the first thing will be, I, I mean, Bielsa didn't want to change his system. Jesse Marsh, is maybe that's the whole reason yeah, why no, is to bring him the, in. He uh, yep. he has to come in and change Well, it. he has the ability to, right? right? He, he, they, he knows that he needs to change something, and you know, Bielsa might not have been able to do it, but he can come in with fresh eyes and say, okay, here's what we're doing. Yeah. My last item from Game Week 27, you know, in the midst of all the bad news that's out there in the news right now, there was an amazing Premier League feel-good story, and it was the return to football in England for Christian Eriksen. Uh, yep, well said. I don't know what that means for Brentford. If anything, they're still in a relegation fight. Yep. I don't know if he can bring them out of it. I have a feeling the answer is no. It's a little late in the season, but maybe he maybe he can spark Brentford into a Newcastle-esque renaissance here in the spring. Uh, but I'm not recommending anything for FPL. And uh, but But for now, I think it's just okay to enjoy the fact that he's back. I love that he's back. And I would love to see him do well at Brentford and make him make himself FPL viable, along with kind of bring back maybe some of the other guys we've talked about in the past. So I think it could be a lot of fun. I'm optimistic. All right, gentlemen. Anything else that you want to cover before we wrap things up here and as we head into a, a really great double game week stretch? Let's talk captain quick, and I mean quick. I am considering. Livermento at with at Villa home Newcastle is that crazy? No, I don't think it's cr- I don't you think it's Salah? crazy. I do. And you'd captain Livermento because of two matches instead. Very possibly. I mean, Southampton could draw two two in both those matches, and Livermento wouldn't find the score sheet. It's fact. Totally true. Uh, you could say that about anyone. Uh, Jacob Ramsey home Southampton at Leeds could be a, a good option, but probably not. He's in my squad, but I'm not James Ward Prowse. You want, you want to you want to captain James Ward Prowse? Probably not. I feel I, like look, if I, I feel like if you did that and it paid off, that that should win you the so, bet, the season long bet mm, about James Ward Prowse. Here, here. That if you captain him and he gets more than a certain number right. of points, that that should be <laughs> enough that I'll you bite. can that yeah, you I, get I'll to right. get rid of him like, if I, you want. If, if if you captain JWP, oh man, this is amazing, and he gets more than fifteen points. On a captaincy. 
Yes. So okay, so he's got to get more than he's got to get eight points between two games. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would I would say at the end of the season when we square up on all our bets, I would even though that's not really a bet that either of us. Would, I get an extra win, win in the column. I would give you a one in the W. This is I that. love this so much. I'm doing it right now. Captain Make captain JWP. JWP captain. I hope this uh, takes you to first <laughs> in the table, Dave. I would be happy for this. JWP is now captain. Salah is getting downgraded to vice. This is amazing. I'm hitting save your team. You only need him in two decent matchups to get one assist and play both matches. I know. I know. It can happen. Listen, he's been on fire. Uh, I love I love this. This is a great I think it's a very fair bet. Fifteen's a good number. And I think this is a this is a fair You'd be bet. Be happy here. with that in your captain. Of oh course. Oh, oh, you're right. Absolutely right. I think uh look, Southampton Southampton's a team a uh, high in the mojo table. Uh and in fact, we could breeze through the mojo table very quickly as uh, League Ben has so awesomely updated it for me. I'm going to blast through it. New club mojo in the table leader, Liverpool. Yep. Two teams on fire, Liverpool and Manchester City. Mm. There's a new leader in the mojo table. No one, I don't think, would argue that. Not at all. Two teams red hot, Arsenal and West Ham. Awesome. I love to see that. My team right up there. And then three teams or four teams tickled pink. Chelsea five, Wolves six, Southampton seven, Newcastle eight. And again, why is this important? It is important because having players on these teams with excellent club mojo, if you have them, chances are you are moving up the table in your mini leagues. That's why it's important. Number nine, uh, neutral. Manchester United 10, Brighton 11, Spurs 12, Aston Villa. Fair. If you have any of those t- players, you probably don't have many of those players on those fancy teams. Uh, Bruised Ego, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Watford, Burnley, that's 13 through 16. And then Feeling Blue, probably don't have many of these players on your team at all. Everton, Brentford, Leeds, Norwich in last place. Does that seem fair? Any, any discrepancies there? No issues. No, and I love that Newcastle cracks the top 10, and I feel like that's the one team that I feel like this – this double well, Wolves is Wolves playing home against Palace and Watford is is very good, and so I think we're not not going to talk about any, them any a lot. Cody I'm or just Saiz saying, or eight Nori owners right, are I, I just are are good. I think that's good. But you would also say Wolves they've been shakier defensively than they have been in a lot of the earlier part of the season, and. Crystal Palace is not scared of anybody this year, and so I just feel like this the like the green against Crystal Palace is not green. That's yeah. that that could go to me. That that match could go either way. I okay. wish we could spend more time talking about Michael Elise. I have a lot of information about him sitting here in notes. I just want to say Wolves, those two matches look good. I think the Watford match is good. Like I, this is just yet again another another one where I'm like I'm not so convinced that it's like worth blowing up your entire team to go after. Anyone. No, if you have them, you play them. But if you don't, Newcastle, however, look, Joe Willock is—he scored again this week. Uh, he since uh, in the last five weeks, he's fourth best midfielder for points. He is one of the shootingest midfielders of any midfielder in that time. 
like he's all he's getting to like as far as touches and shots, he's in the range of the best midfielders in the game. And he's and and we talked about him a couple weeks ago, I think, just to say what a transformation Eddie Howe has made there. That he specifically he, he himself has said having him here is like it's a dream for a young player. No, for sure. Like, just look at what happened this week. Ryan Frazier. Like, I, I, I know we talked about him before. Ryan Frazier got an assist this week. He had a, he had another eight points. We, we said it a few weeks ago. Was it just Eddie it's Howe a, that needed a, to come a, in to bring Re, a Ryan Frazier back to old Ryan Frazier? Is this a renaissance? Ryan Frazier, since Eddie Howe took over, is the third highest scoring or the fourth highest scoring, scoring Newcastle player wow. of all of their players. So I just think you have defensive options. Fabian Scher is their like since Eddie Howe took over. Fabian Scher is their highest scoring player. He has forty nine points since Eddie Howe took over in game week twelve. Fabian Scher is four point three. I think he didn't he score double digits this week. I mean Fabian Scher has been outstanding. If only there was a way. Dubravka, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, or, or did we not? Did we not? Was that off pod? I can't remember. We just that Dubravka been... is four point four. He plays twice, right. and he's been outstanding. I agree. Alan St. Maximin, he got, got he got he's, he's dinged up calf treatment in Monaco, but said on Instagram, "I'm back." The question entirely is: Is he fit enough to start? Did he go see Sun's doctor? To me, he's an option for your Edward spot if you can get to him in money. Is, is Alan St. Maximin. I already clicked save. He might not start against... Uh, uh, in. Where were you with this 15 minutes ago? They play... Thanks for nothing. Uh, who did we say they play? Bre- they play home to Brighton and then at Southampton. Why isn't Alan St. Maximin uh, an option? Because he did have like the dreaded orange or orange yellow triangle. triangle. That's it. It's dreaded. So the question is, does he start Brighton? Probably not. Does he start... Southampton, I'll bet. Yeah. So okay. would you take again? Going up like, against get the and Kyle Walker Peters. I'm just saying you, ha- and then you have Joe Willick, and you have Ryan Fraser. Like I just feel like this is options, right? And they got good club mojo, right? We're saying that they are high on the mojo table. They have options who are scoring really well in real life, and like the, the like I think the way it was put this weekend was was fantastic. They're like the difference between clubs that are looking down and looking up in the table. That was the way that Danny Higginbotham said it that way. Danny Higginbotham. Both of the Robbies said it on NBC Sports this week of just to say, like, it's different when you're in a relegation fight when you're looking down at the teams beneath you or looking up at the table ahead of you. Right. Newcastle is looking up. Yeah, I agree. So I just absolutely agree. Can Um, I say one more guy? One more guy. No, I I need to say two more guys. Two more guys? Look, that's a stretch. Kulishevsky from I was about to bring from him Spurs. up. I'm just saying, like, he's got the same number of points in the last few weeks as Hyung Min's son. So he he matched Sun in points this week. He's a little cheaper, too. He's way cheaper. He's six. Yeah. He might have gone up while we're recording. He has not gone up. So if he's not 6.1, he is only six for one more day. And he's 10 point. Sun's 10.8. Yes. He is out shooting. Son, 10 shots to 8 since he has started. It's okay. Since Kulishevsky has come in and had, has his starts. All right. More shots than Son, more shots in the box than Son. Yeah. I get it. Son is Sonny. Son, Son. He He's is Son. No one is Son. Only Son is Son. Only Son is Sonny. 
Kulishevsky is a little bit he, son. He's cool. He is cool as cool. cool. Kulishevsky yeah, is cool. But he's still from Spurs. All right. I'm just saying he is a real player. And That's he, your one and player. Next player. Two players. You said two. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy comes back and plays 18 minutes and scores the, the best ties for the best forward score of the week. And guess who has a million matches to be rescheduled yet? Leicester. Leicester City. So maybe you don't move for him this week. But the next three for for Leicester City are Leeds at Arsenal and Brentford. What scares you about any of those things? Freaking at Arsenal, dude. Okay, Jamie Vardy who loves smoking? to kick balls at Arsenal. I hate that. He loves to I kick. I hate that you're right. And he loves to kick Arsenal's balls. All right, and that won't happen anymore. I'm just saying he comes in and gets a goal, an assist, and has 11 points in a week where he's finally back. Like, it transformed what the attack did for Leicester City in an instant right. against an informed Burnley team. I get it. It's not like it was a Ben Mealess Leicester team, but it was Jamie Vardy coming coming back, being healthy, and getting a goal and an assist. All right, fair enough. Hey, real quick, the high, high score of the, uh, the FPL America Podcast League this week was our mini-mini league, John... Lee yeah, John. I, John's right behind me. Now, he free hit. Yeah. 70, but he turned into 79. Yep. He captained Kane. So, he got 22 from Kane. He had Kuliszewski and Son and went all in on Spurs, Scott. It paid off for him, along with having Lermento yeah. and Cancelo. Those were the big scores. This week. He, he gets also how had the Pope. yo-yo works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got my, my 67 because of Kane and Son. For sure. Yeah. No, no doubt about I thought it. John Craig... I thought he was passing me for sure. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, uh, Daniel Lamarty, it was enough <laughs> to keep me six points ahead. That is uh, amazing. It was fantastic to get those bonus points from Amarty, uh, who I had to play, who was a necessity for me to play this week. But no, I saw that and I was just like, holy cow, a 79 uh, is fantastic. It is so, fantastic, anyway. especially in this, this past week. All right. Scott, we Brian, we crushed it. I think we covered so much. We said we were going to give you 30 minutes. We gave you an hour because, unfortunately, we can never not do that, regardless of the situation. Scott, I apologize for going long. I completely will fall on that sword for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.